Yes, I'm Jana Tengman, uh, working with uh, network testing at InfoVista. Testing is still needed, uh, but perhaps you don't have to test everything in the same way as you did before. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Yana. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, this should be a good conversation. We're going to talk about 5G te- or testing, I should say, in the 5G era and, and how that's changed and, and how InfoVista is, is helping everyone keep up. So before we do that, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? It's a tricky question. Or, or perhaps it's very easy, but being a woman every day, of course, I always feel empowered. And I think from from my perspective, um, a woman in, in tech is perhaps sometimes uh, seen as a minority because most of, of the co-workers are, are men. Uh, but the good thing is that uh, I've seen a change in the years I've been working. Uh, so many more uh, women now joining this community. Um, and I think that from an empowerment perspective, uh, the good thing is that I've always worked with co-workers that hasn't really cared so much if there is a woman or a man or somewhere there in between. Uh, so I think from, from that uh, view, I'm very seldom reflected of being a woman. Of course, it has happened from time to time where people think that or, or where they have looked at me and thought that I was someone that's, um, well, helping with the administration. But you know what the good thing is? When you can do both, that is really a success. So you can help with fixing the event or whatever it is, or, or taking care of, of the speakers. And then you end up telling them about how things work and everyone's like, hmm, okay, they didn't know that. So it's, uh, it's been quite, sometimes it leads to fun, fun things. And it's really empowering being able to do both. I actually did a couple of years in event organization as well. So I, I actually have both. So both the tech and, and the, how should I say, administrative part. Yeah, I think also something that's kind of underlying your answer, which is as a journalist, right? As a, as a, a female journalist who goes into tech events, um, you know, people often assume I'm a journalist as opposed to someone who really deals with the tech every day. And they are correct. <laughs> um, but that can also lead to them assuming you know, I don't have certain knowledge or that in some way I'm less valuable. So, you know, you're talking about having these administration skills. So also the underlying point there is like, those are very valuable skills as well. And it shouldn't really matter. Even if, <laughs> even if someone, even if a woman is in that role, it doesn't really matter. And it shouldn't really change the way you see her, particularly when it comes to her intelligence and competence and all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I can tell you, everyone that thinks it's more complicated with 5G, they have never hosted a big conference. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a lot to handle. It's really hard. Talk about multi. Yeah, so I would say technology is sometimes much more easy and straightforward than trying to handle all these other things. Yeah, so speaking of 5G, let's, let's <laughs> talk about that and how, um, you know, how a simple question, I guess, how has testing had to change, you know, as we shift to 5G, what's different between 4G and 5G in this context? 
Well, you can start by, by first of all, defining what is testing and why do we need to do it? Uh, because everyone, um, I think you can think of testing in, in several different ways, but most of us, we have a, when you hear test, okay, why do you test? Well, you want to measure either the quality or that things works. And that doesn't matter if it's a network or if it's a um, kitchen appliance or whatever it is, someone has to test it. And um, of course, much many things can be automated these days. And that is the promise of 5G, to have much more inbuilt intelligence and have much more inbuilt testing than was the case of previous Gs. But we're not really there yet. So already today, uh, there is lots of discussions and that happened already in 4G that testing is perhaps not so important. There are other ways to obtain the information. You can see to that the networks are working without doing all this drive testing. That is uh, part of what, of what we do. But no one has really come to that uh, end where you rely on everything to work without any types of tests. So looking at how the shift has been, everyone expected it to be a huge shift, that testing is not no more needed. Um, but the main shift, I would say, is more of, OK, we might not have to test everything. Uh, we have to be a bit more uh, precise and, and not go everywhere and test everything because some some things are automated. Uh, so at least from my, uh, from our view, it is that testing is still needed, uh, but perhaps you don't have to test everything in the same way as you did before. Some automated testing can be done, but also that the testing that you're doing has to be much more intelligent uh, because resources are scarce and so on. So uh, the major shift I would say is, um, Everyone believed it's going to be an extreme change, uh, but it's stepwise. And we most likely will see even, even more automated testing uh, as we move forward and or more automated functionality in the networks uh, than what we have today. But so far, no one dares to trust the, how should I say, self-organizing and self-operating networks. Now, something else I want to talk about is kind of uh, the introduction of OpenRAN, which I know has been a concept since before 5G, but I think in a lot of ways, 5G is really accelerating that conversation and really bringing the, this concept of a more open ecosystem with vendors um, interoperating with other, you know, with other vendors and their equipment. Uh, but does that like increase the complexity of, of testing a network if you have all these different components from all these different vendors? How does that impact testing and does it make it more challenging? Yeah, I guess it depends on what you want to test. Um, we, are, we are at the, how do you say, at the user level. So our test equipment is actually your mobile phone. So whatever you see uh, as a user on your mobile phone with regards to coverage or user experience, like your experience of an e-gaming uh, activity and so on. So for us, the actual RAN, if it's an open RAN with multi-vendor or if it's a single vendor, that doesn't really matter so much because what we would what we would look at is, okay, um, do you have the expected quality of your service? Um, so from, from a network testing perspective, yes, things have changed, but from a drive testing perspective or so, actually we are the, we, we still have the same methodology or so because you would, and that's where I go back, do you trust this open RAN to just work or would you validate it at the end user um, 
end user device, which is actually what most, I would say, uh, customers want to do still, because they, it's very tricky to trust everything to, to just magically works. Right. And that just kind of made me think about the fact that users don't really care <laughs> about the specific exactly. network. They just want their device to work. So, you know, if, if you're in the business of validating and testing devices, obviously you're not yeah. going to necessarily go all the way back in the RAN yeah. and figure out if that's where the problem is starting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, we, we, um, we of course have other products in our company that can do other types of tests, but from, from uh, where I am focusing, that is on um, the applications that runs on your, uh, in front of you. Uh, so, so that's what we are looking at. Can you do your, um, can you watch your video? Uh, can you upload your files? Um, and of course, if you can't, we can also have uh, some hints on why you cannot do that. Uh, and that, of course, because the challenge is, I guess, with an open run is also who is, I wouldn't say to blame, but where is the problem? And to figure that one out, of course, you need to have a, a chain of different different products or different types of tests in order to, to define that. And now in previous email exchanges, the, the phrase drive testing came up and I, and I wanted yeah. to gain some some clarity on what exactly drive testing is and if it's still necessary in 5G. Yeah, so we talk about drive testing, uh, which is what I spoke about, where you have your, um, the application is running on the end user defined device, which could be a smartphone or usually it's. And then uh, we run active tests uh, like voice calls, data calls and so on, on, on that device and measure the air interface. Um, and this can be doing, done. It's often called drive testing while driving. But of course, in some indoor locations, you would be driving, you would be walk testing. And you can even use, um, uh, how to say, fixed mounted equipment to continuously monitor, for example, regression tests. If you have a service activation and you change something in your network, you would like to know that you have the same quality and so on. So uh, is this still needed in 5G where we talk about that everything will be automated? Um, first of all, it will take some time before everything is automated. So, so that's one thing. But the other thing is also some of your services will not have any users. You will not be able to activate any other functions because there is no one else there. Um, therefore, you have to go there and do the active testing, sort of enforce using that service to see what is the end result. Then the other thing is, it's one thing to know from the network side, okay, everything looks good, but it is you as a consumer of the service that still is perhaps in a certain area might have a problem. And there are other means of obtaining this information. There is a lot of discussion regarding crowdsourcing, for example, uh, to crowdsource this data. The challenge is that still you need someone using that specific service in that specific area um, in a way that you can actually obtain some results from. So for many of these, uh, different cases, there is no other way than actually going there with the test device and running the test and looking at the information in order to, to say, is this right or wrong? However, uh, previously, and this is the main change I see, uh, and this goes back to my, um, I should say, my key focus in this is how do you, how do you work? Previously, or 
currently, I would say most of this is okay, where do I go and test? You look at some, perhaps you have a user complaints or you have a new service rollout and you have discussions, meetings, you plan and you go there and you you have RF engineers going on site, they look at the data, it's like, oh, what's going wrong? They scratch their heads. It's a very much of a uh, an art form. This has to become data driven and that's where we are working really hard now to, we talk about something we call precision drive testing, which is a data-driven testing. You trigger it from events like customer complaints or network uh, events or things that, that happens that triggers, okay, I have something I need to test. Uh, automatically generates this test, um, what to test and where to go, optimizes the, the drive route or walk route, if you say so, so you don't drive too many miles. Uh, petrol or fuel is becoming quite expensive, so you don't want to spend more time than necessary. Um, but the other thing is that you shouldn't have to be an RF engineer in order to collect this information. So all the smart stuff is built into the actual test application. So it basically tells anyone, it could be a Uber driver or it could be a drone that stand or stay in this location information obtained, please move to next location or keep moving in this area or follow this route uh, in order to collect the data. So of course, in some cases for detailed drill down route um, troubleshooting, you might need to have all the skills of an RF engineer, but for collecting the data, you should basically just have to follow the instructions. So that's the major change I see from how everyone was working earlier so how we need to work now, because there is, there are so many networks, if I say like that, there are so much to cover, because you have to cover for 3G, 4G, sometimes even 2G, and now you're going for 5G, you don't, you can't send your RF engineers out in cars and trying to go get data, so you have to make this easier. So that is one of the things that I see will, will happen during this, uh, or that we at least anticipate will happen in the next years that the RF engineers need to move on to other things than just driving cars. Yeah, that's very interesting. And for my last question, I guess I want to, it's kind of open-ended. What else are you expecting to change about testing in the next few years? I, I know you just walked us through a very specific yeah. example of something that's going to change. Um, and you talked about automation kind of slowly making its way into yeah. testing. Is there anything else that uh, InfoVista is sort of anticipating in the next few years? Yeah, a thing that we also work on quite a lot at the moment is that we see previously everyone wanted to test exactly everything uh, that you as a user could do. But we see with several of these new services that comes, for example, e-gaming, uh, the low latency services, it becomes very tricky if you want in every location to test a specific game, uh, because that's going to be a very heavy undertaking. So instead, what we are working on is to, to standardize on gaming patterns. How you as a gamer would interact with a network and then create those patterns for the most demanding games, um, like first shooter games or things like that. So you, instead of testing every single game, you would test the, a pattern of the most demanding game and verify that your network is ready for e-gaming in a certain zone, for example. So these more, how do I say, generic test patterns 
is something that is really, really crucial because otherwise time to result will become too cumbersome, too expensive. And what would you do with all these information? I mean, first of all, you would have to have a lot of games. <laughs> and then you had to do a lot of data crunching, uh, which could be the decision support of this would also be very tricky. And if you are profiling yourself as, okay, we have a network ready for this kind of service, uh, it doesn't make sense to test it in hours and hours and hours, uh, rather test it for the specific, um, uh, this specific um, service, the most demanding, and you are all set. So that's also a shift. And that is, of course, when we started in 2G, the only thing you could do was call, make a voice call. That was quite easy. You could test voice calls. Then moving on to SMS. Okay, that's also, then you have two services. Uh, then you had MMS and now it's just crazy. I mean, you, yeah. So that is also a shift, I think. Yeah, it sounds like as there are more networks, like you said, but then also more is being done on these networks. It's like testing efficiency. Efficiency seems to be like, the name of the game right like how can we actually validate all of this as quickly yeah and, and yeah yeah, yeah and you still want to have the result so right. you we cannot i mean it's not like just okay let's make this quick and dirty no because right. you are you are using this information to make multi-million dollar investment decisions should well, i add a new site or should i what should i do in order to fix this problem so therefore of course you have to have really reliable data and, and that's one of the key things why we focused a lot on, on providing reliable data. But that doesn't mean, as you said, that you can test everything everywhere for every single uh, service. That doesn't make sense. Well, right, because also at the same time, while you need to be more efficient with testing, because more is happening on, the net, on these networks, these networks functioning properly is more important than it's ever been because critical like you said you have mul like multi-million dollar investments but you also have critical communications now happening yeah. on these networks on top of that so if honestly the validity of the data and the testing results is almost more important <laughs> than it used to be so it's all these things at once yeah. i feel like yeah and, and i mean we talk about e-gaming as being something that is uh, perhaps not mission critical but it's very much the same behavior if you look at mission critical or low latency services uh so therefore um, E-gaming is one way of creating most demanding patterns, but of course you can do it for uh, other types of services that you need in, in the mission critical uh, uh, framework. So most likely, um, as you say, you, you would like not to rely on that everyone, every vendor is doing their thing, uh, but you would like to validate it before you set off uh, a self-driving car or something like that to see can I really communicate with this? Uh, does it work? Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much uh, for talking to me about this. It was really interesting. Yes, thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, technically, is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.